I know people though who like have a stack of their favorite books so they can give it away to people. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be like <laughs> you always I listen to a lot of business podcasts and that seems to be a lot of people's thing. It's like they just keep their favorite inspiring book to hand out to people whether it's fiction or not. Huh. There's a lot of books I love, but I don't keep on like keep multiple copies so that I can mm-hmm. hand, hand them out. But wait, yeah. if you guys had what book would you keep multiple copies of to hand out? That's a good question. When I was a I, kid, I it definitely would have been um, Treasure Island. That was my favorite book whenever I was a kid. Yeah, I read a lot of Stephen King growing up. Mm. Um, <laughs> if we're in the realm of Stephen King, if I was wanting to like. You know, because there are so many people who look at horror fiction as like this less than, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, form of, of writing. Mm-hmm. But if I was going to try to convince someone to read Stephen King, I would probably give them a copy of Pet Cemetery Because mm, it's a great mix of um, horror and dealing with people's, uh, just like dealing with trauma. His kid dies, you know. Um, so it's mm-hmm. dealing with the trauma of a parent losing a child and a toddler at that. Um, but I think it just has so many like great things about Stephen King in that book and it, his universe interconnect in that mm-hmm. uh, intersect. Like, you know, he like the, one of the characters passes by a sign that says Salem's lot mm-hmm. or Jerusalem's lot. And she's like that. Like she just thinks to herself, that sounds like a horrible place to live. But that's like it. Um, for the crossover, I think, in that book. But it's like a really, like, that book stuck with me. Um, generally, um, it was actually one that you got for me, Torrance, was, it got me into Kurt Vonnegut, was uh, Slaughterhouse-Five. Yeah. It kind of opened my eyes to a different way of writing. Um, yeah. Because I like to write, um, and especially when I was younger, I've, I haven't been doing it as much as I should have recently. Mm-hmm. But, like, that, like, that style of writing, and then, like, Chuck Palahniuk, like, Fight Club, like, that style of just kind of almost stream of consciousness writing. Yeah. I was like, oh, so you can be a writer, but you don't have to follow rules. Oh, yeah, he breaks all the rules. So, like, mm-hmm. that type of writing, like, really kind of opened my mind to, like, oh, wow, you can do so much with this, and you don't have to be perfect, yeah. you know? So, yeah, Slaughterhouse-Five stuck with me, um, and I loved Pet Cemetery as well, so... Pet Cemetery is Sydney. That I think that's one of the ones that you've read that I haven't. You were the one that showed me the movie. I never <laughs> even saw the movie before that. As uh, Edward, uh, I can't remember his last name. Uh, the kid from the Terminator Two Judgment Day. Oh, uh, uh, oh. he played John Connor. Oh yeah, there's that guy. That's Edward all- Furlong. He it's was mm-hmm. also in American History X with Edward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scissor hands. Norton. Norton. <laughs> <laughs> I never saw that movie either. Also that. Uh, that mo- or Salem's Lot also had. Um, I've never read Salem's. Not Lot. Salem's Lot. I'm sorry, Pet Cemetery had uh, the guy that was uh, Mr. Monster from the Monsters. You know the remember the Frankenstein type guy. The, the oh, guy. the old guy. Yeah, the old guy. He yeah. played Creed. Yeah, something Creed. Guy with a beautiful deep voice. Uh, yeah, you know. Yes, Lewis, the uh, soil of a man's heart is stonia. He <laughs> grows what he can, and he tends to it. Yes, yes. Yeah, that guy was great. He was one of the only great things about that movie. That was a terrible fucking movie. Yeah, he's a great actor. But <laughs> it's a it's a guilty pleasure watch for me. You know, it's one of those stupid old like eighties horror films. And also, mm-hmm. we got the song "Pet Cemetery" by the Ramones out of that, so <laughs> it was worth it. <laughs> there really aren't. A whole lot of good Stephen King adaptations, film adaptations. No. The Mist was good. Mist was great. I mean, The Happening wasn't great. That's not, <laughs> it's not Stephen, Stephen King. King. <laughs> <laughs> That's just straight up 
M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Although I think his uh, stuff that's not strictly horror always translates pretty well. Like mm-hmm. Gerald's Game. Oh my god! Extremely. It's hard. To, it was hard for me to watch. Disturbing. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't watch the movie. I read yeah. the book, and I when that movie came out, I remember when you guys were watching it one uh-huh. night, and I opted out. I was like, yeah. I am. Yeah. I got enough you, <laughs> from the book. You made the right choice. Oh, yeah. it was highly, highly disturbing. But it was. I mean, that's another. That book, I think, especially mm-hmm. is a testament to how great of a writer he is because yeah. it all takes place. In most of it takes place in the mind, in this mm-hmm. lady's mind, and she's just handcuffed to the bed for a good, like ninety percent of the book. I know and yeah. it's such a gigantic book. It's too. a big book, <laughs> you know. But it didn't take me long to read because I couldn't put it down. But his other stuff, like uh, like Green Mile, you know, classic. Never read that great. one. Oh, it's so. But did you see the movie though? Oh yeah, I've seen the movie. Yeah, Mo- those are one of the ones that just work really well. Or um, his one that was called The Body, but Stand by Me is the mm. movie version. The Green mm. Mile. That was another one that was light on the supernatural elements. Uh, mm-hmm. Same as Gerald's Game. You know, it had some mysticism with it, like some mystical aspects of like, could this be a monster? Could this be whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, but he used like that very lightly and he used it to make a point like the green mile was like tackling so many subjects like racism and just abuse Mm. and and the history of this country um so yeah that's a i haven't read the book but that was a fantastic movie man if we're going to do a a, a episode on hp lovecraft i think we could do an episode on stephen king because i could get down on stephen (laughs) king Mm -hmm. Aren't they coming out with the Dark Tower series like a film series or a se- they, well TV they did series? that first movie yeah and I think the idea mm-hmm. was it was going to be a TV series after the first movie mm-hmm. but the first movie bombed so bad that I'm not when did it come out it was a it was a couple of months ago late right? last year oh, okay. yeah. early yeah, this that, year I'm behind then because I didn't realize it was already yeah out. I heard it really <laughs> sucked which really bummed me out because mm. I I love the series I love Idris Elba it was. A mm-hmm. real gut punch that <laughs> turned out not to be good. I still haven't seen but it. But you haven't seen it yet. So maybe it might not be as bad as critics say. Maybe. I wonder if it's just people that haven't that aren't familiar with the series, but mm-hmm. who knows. But I think that it would do way better as a TV show than... I think most things should be TV shows instead of movies. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm Especially really th- that series, I feel like, just because it's a... It's huge. It's a long walk. <coughs> Speaking of Stephen King, <laughs> <laughs> that was Richard Bachman, though. That yes, his pen name that did oh, the long God. walk. Did you read oh, that yeah. one though? I read the long. Oh walk. Oh my God! <laughs> and it was a long walk. <laughs> my well, God. Richard Bachman's stuff was most of his. Well, he only had four, but they were all kind of like a fucking. I think there were six or eight. Oh, I thought it was just under, four. That was actually a trivia question that I did here recently. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but uh. Yeah, that's so I'm like kind of over the whole blockbuster thing, like <laughs> mm-hmm. the big summer movie thing or the big just the explosions and all the CGI and all the money that's mm-hmm. put into it. I feel like there is no room for character development and the story gets lost behind all of this big shit that's happening in the background, mm-hmm. you know, or the forefront. Like it's all about that. So, yeah, I, th- I would prefer for something that I care about, like a book series, to be made into a TV series instead of some fucking movie, you know, because yeah. how yeah. are you going to fit 
all right. of this think, shit right. in a two hour. I think hours. we're getting to where most things are becoming TV series. They're just yeah. because all the streaming services that are competing yeah, with each TV other. Yeah, TV series are like becoming like the new media, like the better we're, medium. We're kind of like in the like golden era of TV shows. Absolutely. I think so, like. yeah. I like that it's leaning that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really good. It's It's great because now TV series, they can spend time actually... You know, not cutting out some important parts of a book, and you can actually yeah. explore it like it's supposed to be explored. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, the TV series, they can just get... I mean, like, a lot of people don't like the slow-moving parts of TV series. Like, oh, I wish but this episode would just... But it makes the good stuff worth it. It does. Like, um, I'm a big defender of season two of The Walking Dead. I think it's one mm-hmm. of their best, um, because... That's the farm season. It's the farm season, and a lot of people hated that season, and I see why, mm-hmm. but... I think it's one of the best seasons for character development in that show. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Everybody was really becoming who they were. They were going through shit. Um, And Shane's arc in that show, like I'm also a defender of Shane. (laughs) Yeah, everyone hated him too. (laughs) Um, But it was just He moved on to be the Punisher, so he he did... Oh, I'm glad. Hell yeah. (laughs) I am glad he got killed off that show. But I mean, that was part of his arc in the comics. I mean, he... I think he Mm -hmm. lasted two... He lasted longer than he did in the comics. Way longer. I think he mm-hmm. lasted like two, uh, um, what do you call the fucking issues Issues in the comics. Like he mm-hmm. died in like the second one. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just like went crazy out of nowhere and tried to kill Rick, I think. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think they did it way better in the show. So I'm a big defender of the slow moving. But mm-hmm. yeah. anyway, we're talking about space this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> I thought we were talking about TV. I thought this was what this podcast was I'm all fine about. With that. I mean, if we kept going with that, I'm sure we could I pick could. some shit out. I'm that pretty would be sure all we right. could do a full episode on just what we're talking mm-hmm. about. But yeah, UFOs, Al- <laughs> aliens. Aliens. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I've, I asked this last time we were talking about this sort of thing, but none of you guys actually ever saw. <laughs> Ancient aliens. I almost said egg, egg shit. shit aliens. <laughs> egg shit aliens. I mean, I caught it like an episode here or there. I'm. I've never seen the the moment where that guy's. You I've know, never that seen you see the, a the, single episode the of it. screen grab of him going aliens. Yeah, I never saw that part. I don't even know if that's real Such or not. But I think it is real. Um. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. After we recorded that episode, uh, Ben sent it to Torrance on my computer to edit, mm-hmm. and the. Uh, the name of the file was egg shit aliens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Opened my computer and just started laughing in a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> we were laughing the other day, Ben. We were like, I think it was a couple of nights ago. We were trying to think of, <laughs> it was like, we couldn't figure it out. I was like, what was that thing that Ben said that one time that I literally had to get up and leave the room. <laughs> and it was like, I like, it was like a, it was a bad week for me. Like I was already on the edge. Yeah. And then I heard this thing and it does it. You didn't even say anything like this. Like, but it was, what was it? Uh, God damn it. Turtle mistake. Turtle mistake. Oh, a turtle yeah, mistake. He's like, yeah. It's we've made a terrible mistake. And I was like, turtle. <laughs> but we had to I cut out. I forgot about that. Yeah. We yeah. had to cut out the part where I literally had to get up and yeah. leave. <laughs> lost my shit, man. God, yeah, that was so funny. <laughs> we ended up finding it. I was like, no, I can't go to bed until I find this. Like, And I kind of knew around which episode it was. And I was yeah. like, I'm just going to wait for hysterical What laughter. episode was that? That was the MKUltra. MKUltra oh, was it? Yeah. Wow. It doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but MKUltra was a while ago. Yeah. 
Well, I just I just remember Sydney's like hysterical look on her face. <laughs> I know. Whenever she, she said that, and then it, yeah. she just had to leave. <laughs> <laughs> there was something particularly funny about it in the moment. I don't I don't yeah. know why, but it was just me. <laughs> it was just my own head. Oh, it was funny though. Um. So for this episode, I mean, we have done plenty of episodes on like abductions and aliens aliens like mm-hmm. people's experiences with supposedly being abducted we mm-hmm. have related it to experiences with sleep paralysis um, which mm-hmm. i still believe is the most logical explanation for abductions in general mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i kind of wanted to focus on a more scientific um aspect of it of the research that scientists are doing into other planets around us and possible life like microbial mm-hmm. life, like not little green men or anything, but mm-hmm. um, the idea that even billions of years ago, this planet, this whatever planet in our solar system could have possibly harbored some life, like it could have had lakes, like there's evidence of certain uh, bodies mm-hmm. of water that used to be there. Um, so yeah, I kind of wanted to focus on the more logical side of things for mm-hmm. this episode, since we've done a lot on yeah. other types. And then I think, uh, I think Torrance, you... What what was your focus? Uh, mine was going to be different because uh, we were talking about UFOs, different documented evidences of UFO. Yeah, activity. the more yeah mm-hmm. more believable stuff that we've stuff. stuff that we've got on video camera and some eyewitness accounts. Like eyewitness, of course, is going to be suspect anyway. But mm-hmm. of course, I've got some stuff that's actual video proof. Mm-hmm. The stuff that w- is not immediately explainable. So okay. Cool. What about you, Ben? I'm going to be supplemental today because I don't have very much. Okay. That works. Okay. Wait, did <laughs> I think the, the impetus of this was crop circles. Did any of us do crop circles? <laughs> I did. I did research crop circles. Okay. <laughs> we can start with that if you'd like. Yeah, that'd be. I think that's a good jumping off point. Crop circles have been thoroughly fucking debunked. Yeah. <laughs> just to start off with. Um, you mean there's not aliens out there trying to send us a message from above? I've always thought that was ridiculous. Uh, like, like wh- how are we supposed to read it? Why would they do it? <laughs> do they not have anything better to do? Like, uh-huh. if they have the technology to do something like that while we're not looking. Yeah. Yeah. Are, like, why would they just be fucking with us? Like, I, they would have taken us over mm-hmm. by now. I do think it's kind of fascinating, though, that they that civilizations were doing similar type crops. Because uh, there's, like, the animals in South, Af- South America. What are those called that they... Uh, like if you, they, I don't know, they made these giant like artwork of of different types of animals. You're not talking about the the <laughs> lines, are you? The oh shoot, what? Never mind. Keep going. Well, my my point was just like ancient civilizations that were doing stuff like that for for what reason? Like nobody can see it really. Like, oh yeah. At that time, yeah. it's not like they have helicopters that can go up and see their their work. Like why and how? You know. Yeah, it's <laughs> interesting, and maybe I mean. I can't remember what I was reading or if I had talked to you guys about it, but it's like I, I read something somewhere that was like, um, I think it was just on the internet recently. It was like talking about Ancient Aliens, the show. Mm-hmm. And it was like people would rather believe that fucking aliens came down here and helped people build shit <laughs> than believe that brown people were smart enough to come up with stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> to come up with is it because they things. were brown or just because it was old everybody was brown back then. i know but i mean <laughs> is that the re- <laughs> i've never heard anybody say that's the no, reason for them not able to do a, it <laughs> it was just a funny like 
Because, you know, I mean, it's it's Egypt, it's Africa, sure. it's the Mayan civilizations in Mexico that we're talking about, like modern uh-huh. day Mexico. Like all these people were brown, you know, it's just kind uh-huh. of a funny. But it, Jesus I mean, it wasn't. Was a, so. It was a joke thing. Oh, Jesus was <laughs> hippie white. He was a he was a white hippie. Exactly. But I just yeah, I just thought that was funny of like, oh, yeah, really. But, you know, uh-huh. and, and yeah, I mean, the main thing is like these civilizations were so old, like. But, you know, I think we kind of touched on it not too long ago in an episode of, like, we don't know how much technology was created that has been lost. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like, right. how much... I mean, there was... that. Like, I think I mentioned where they had found a battery-like object somewhere mm-hmm. uh, that they had dug it up from some old buried civilization. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, it looked like a battery, and it looked like it would have performed like a battery. Oh, wow. Um, but mm. they weren't entirely sure on that, but you know, you put two and two together from what they found and it kind of looked like it could have performed in a certain way like that, you know, like it could have, it mm. could have had that, uh, you know, purpose. Yeah. And we didn't really start recording history, you know, like, not like we do today. We're mm-hmm. just, you can find everything. Like it wasn't like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, how are we to know how much was actually created back then and how much was lost? Mm-hmm. either due to civilizations being wiped out by some other civilization, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. just things like that. Like we have no idea. So I, I, yeah, I just thought that comment or post or whatever I saw was really funny. Like we would sooner believe that fucking aliens came down here <laughs> than <laughs> to believe that people were smart enough to come up with yeah. practical solutions to yeah. the problems that they had. Yeah. I mean, and I think some of the mystery though is like, even with the technology we have today, it's super difficult to recreate some of the things that they did. I think that's the impressive thing. It's yeah, true. <laughs> I mean, we have like a good idea, especially when it comes to like the pyramids and stuff. Like, really, it's just like they had a lot of people that they, yeah, it, a lot of manpower. Yeah, a lot of manpower. Some of it was slave labor, but there's mm-hmm. also evidence that they actually paid the people that. And also, it was over hundreds of years that it took them to yeah. to do mm-hmm. this. So, you throw enough people in enough years at a project, it'll get done somehow. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's it's interesting though. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of people that just want to write off as aliens. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it's understandable wanting to believe in aliens. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I mean, it's also logical in a way if you look at it. Um, of like, why would we believe we're the only ones out there? It doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense. Um, I think, and I was talking to someone about it today. Of like, even from a religious aspect, um like god and aliens and even like alternate universes mm-hmm. don't necessarily have to be mutually exclusive yeah. mm-hmm. you know i mean if god is infinite and this is just me talking like this is just what what i think about sometimes you know like if god is infinite mm-hmm. and that's something we can't fathom and we will never fathom you know like who, who's to say like how many yeah. other places like yeah. what uh, what else he's done like what else has happened you know if you look at it that way and then of course if you look at it from an atheist standpoint or an agnostic standpoint of course you're gonna think like why would we be the only ones here so i think yeah. from any direction you look at it there is going to be some idea that possibly yeah what kills me thing. is like no matter where you lie on the spectrum i think it's nothing definitive like i hate it when people are so definitive about how stuff happens and yeah. and why it happens well, and that's arrogant to me yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah. definitely so i looked up the origins of crop circles um back in 1678 Wow, I didn't realize it went back that far. I didn't either. Um, I, I mean, far. this is uh, 
where they think the idea may have come from. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just read this little excerpt. It's not that long. Um, the Mowing Devil or Strange News out of Hertfordshire is the title of an English woodcut pamphlet published in 1678. The pamphlet tells of a farmer in Hertfordshire who, refusing to pay the price demanded by a laborer to mow his field, swore he would rather the devil mowed it. According to the pamphlet, that night his field appeared to be in flame. The next morning the field was found to be perfectly mowed, that no mortal man was able to do the like. This pamphlet and the accompanying illustration is often cited by crop circle researchers are as among the first recorded cases of crop circles. Hmm. Hmm. So, 1678. This is where a lot of crop circle enthusiasts or believers or whatever you want to call them. Actually, there is like an actual name for them. And it's it's kind of funny. Let me <laughs> let me find what this name for crop circle believers is. Uh, they call themselves... Somebody else talk and I'll find this. Well, while you're looking that up, it's it's funny to me that that's what uh, crop circle believers point to because I, I like the idea behind crop circles is like it's aliens or I've heard it's like alien spaceships touching down and it's like the thing that they burn in the crops or the, the grass yeah. or whatever, or it's just they're leaving signs or whatever. But in this mm-hmm. story, it's like it's more like a magical curse or something. Where he's like, I'd rather... You know, the devil moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, how is that aliens? Like, is that was that just coincidence that he said that and then aliens happened to show up? <laughs> and Noah's lawn... Can I just say that to get my lawn mowed on a <laughs> weekly basis? Just insult the aliens or the devil, whichever. <clears throat> did you guys watch uh, Signs? I did watch ago. Signs. I think Signs was a good movie. Yeah, it doesn't really hold up. It doesn't hold up to today. Do you remember Definitely when <laughs> Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards uh, parodied that in that scary movie? Yeah, <laughs> scary movie three or four. Yes. I can't remember. Yeah, she's like pinned against the the tree with the car. Oh my god! And it's. <laughs> I think she was already his ex wife. Oh really? Point. I think <laughs> she may. Yeah, uh-huh. which made it even funnier. I, I mean, I could be wrong in that, but yeah, it was. <laughs> But it was it was just like it was just like Charlie Sheen. Mm-hmm. She was like, like asking him like for her last wishes or whatever, and he was like, "So, are you okay if I find another woman tomorrow?" Or like, <laughs> she was like, "Come on." <laughs> <laughs> it was just Charlie Sheen playing Charlie Sheen, like a piece of shit, you know. Yep. Um. So I, th- so it's serialist or serialogist. Oh, really? Cereal is in the grain because uh-huh. a lot of these are cereal crops. Cereologist? Um, is that what Tony the Tiger is? I don't know why. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, Tony the Tiger always talking about aliens being like, they're <laughs> out there. <laughs> <laughs> he was uh, a wacko. <laughs> Like, who makes up the the mascots or why do cereal have mascots? Why and they're is all that, animals? How because they're trying to uh, get kids to scream at their parents in the cereal out and buy them this yeah. sugary so. bullshit. Uh-huh. Like it really is kind of messed up that you've got like these like fun cartoon animals uh-huh. telling kids buy our sugary shit. Yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous to me that like fast food and like all this stuff like they can still target children and it's. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's why like 
So I guess there used to be like flavored cigarettes back in the day, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah. it can't do that anymore because it was supposedly targeted towards children, which it definitely was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, wait, but we're still feeding our kids McDonald's. Yeah. I would almost rather my kids smoked a cigarette <laughs> than ate McDonald's. No, you're totally right. Especially at McDonald's, they have like a whole cartoon world built around like yeah, the like it's all Happy Meal I, stuff. Do they still do that though? Because I haven't yeah. seen. You got any Raw of McDonald. The, you got yeah. the Hamburglar. You got. No, Grimace. I remember all that, but that was like ninety. I don't remember it. I haven't seen any of I that. I don't think it's as in the last few years. prevalent as it was back uh, in the yeah, day. Yeah, it was definitely. I, I remember there being a magazine. A lot more. There used to be a show. I used to uh, have. Yeah, and a TV I show, had too. I VHS of the show. Yeah. That is fucked up that there was a TV show <laughs> <laughs> peddling fast food to uh-huh. kids. Yeah, that is weird. Yeah. But yeah, so that was. That article was in 1678, and that's what a lot of people look to. Um,. But then in back in 91, these guys named Doug Bauer and Dave Chorley pretty much like fessed up okay. to having created a whole bunch of the crop circles or if not all of them Those between the time, like from the 70s on. You said 91? This was in 1991. Yeah, Kay. they it made headlines back then. Someone older than us might remember it. I don't know. But they explained how they did it with just like simple tools, mm-hmm. uh, wood planks, um, wires and things like that. Um, and they were just, uh, uh, they were just, you know, they would play jokes on people. It was their mm-hmm. kind of their thing. And so this was one of the things that they did. It's a good prank. Got the whole world to believe it. Yeah. It's true. For years. <laughs> and <But> still today. <laughs> otherwise, where are they getting out of it though? It's kind of a weird effort mm-hmm. to. <laughs> Maybe they were artists. That's how they express themselves. Why does themselves? anyone do anything? Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if you can get the whole world <laughs> to. Fall mm-hmm. for this like weird alien thing. That's they achieve more than me in life. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw really sad. <laughs> those guys. Are you guys familiar with the TV show QI? QI. I've. I think I've seen an episode of it. You've. I've watched it with you, and and uh, and Amber has talked yeah. about it. Yeah. Um. It's just a just a British TV show where they have interesting facts or whatever, and okay. they actually had those guys on as guests. Oh, really? The, the guys that did this. So yeah, it's. Like Sydney said, it's thoroughly debunked. Yeah. We know who did it. We, they wouldn't say how they did it, but it, I mean, it's pretty obvious. But it's interesting. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I had a um, a couple, like I said, video evidences of a uh, mm-hmm. of UFO stuff, and I was kind of hoping that we could put stump, yeah, some we stuff up on the uh, throw it up. The main thing was well, what I thought was really interesting is uh, Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, is somebody that has he reported seeing UFOs once and it's documented uh, here hold on let me see if I can pull up the video there is a whole subreddit just called r slash UFOs that there's a lot of people that have very similar looking videos of a uh, you know UFO evidence that's kind of unexplained most Mm -hmm. of it is like these weird flashing lights in the sky yeah lights that don't move because you would think if you saw you know a light flashing in the night sky if it's a plane or something it's going to be you know moving one direction or the other but these just stay in one place yeah but one common theme with all of them is there'll be this flashing light and all of a sudden it'll split into three other lights and blink like that for a little bit and then disappear and there's no real explanation for it Weird. Um, which I can't really show that. I think this is uh, promoting um, 
Guardians of the Galaxy because it's Kurt Russell and Chris Pratt. Maybe able to help me in this morning. Oh, wow. Who knows? Because this is an international story. Because of you both being here, I looked into the international files. Not covered by our Ministry of Defense, but maybe covered by yours. This took place in Arizona. An unidentified pilot, according to the press cuttings, flying near an airport in Arizona with his son when he spotted six lights in the night sky. So he called from the airplane to air traffic control to say, I'm seeing these lights <coughs> here. I wasn't expecting any other planes. There are none supposed to be on my landing path. Can you tell me what's going on? They said there are no other planes. He said, I'm seeing six bright lights coming towards me. Mystery unresolved. Except <laughs> oh. tail number for that plane was Bonanza 2 Tango Sierra, and I was the pilot. No, no. way. <laughs> Oliver and I. Doc doesn't say that in the yeah. briefing. Take Oliver and I. I should have yeah. read to the end. Yeah. <laughs> Oliver and I were, were flying in. I was flying him to go see his girlfriend. And uh, <laughs> we were on approach. And uh, I saw six lights over the airport in absolute uniform in a V shape. And I. And Oliver said to me, I, I was just looking at him, and I was coming in. We're maybe a half a mile out, and Oliver said, Pa, do you, what, is, what are those lights? And, I, and I, then it kind of like came out of my <clears throat> reverie, and, and I said, I don't know what they are. I said, uh, he said, are we okay here? And I said, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call him, and I reported it. And they said, we're not painting anything. We don't show anything. I said, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to declare it's unidentified, it's flying, and it's six objects. Mm -hmm. We landed. I taxied, dropped him off. Took off, went back to L.A. Never said a word. He never said a word. I never thought of it. Two years later, Goldie is watching a television show when I came home. Yeah. And the show is on UFOs. But as I'm, I, I came home, hey, honey, how's it going? And I'm kind of hearing this t the TV going, and I stopped, and I started watching, and it was on that event. Now, that was the most, um, that was the most viewed mm -hmm. UFO event. Over 20,000 people uh -huh. saw that. Uh -huh. And I'm watching this. And I f I'm feeling like uh, Richard Dreyfus mm. in, in uh, Close <laughs> Encounters of the Third Count. It's like, why, why do I know this, you know? What? And it's not clear to me. And finally I said, then they said the pilot reported it, a general aviation pilot reported it on landing. I had never thought of it since then, and I said, I, that was me. I, that was me. <laughs> and I said, wait a minute, I'll go to my logbooks. So I went to my logbooks, and there was the flight at that time, and I didn't mention anything about the UFO. The fascinating part of that to me Whoa. is that it would just went literally out of my head, mm. yeah. and, I, and Oliver never mentioned it. And had I not seen that show, I'd have never thought of it again. Amazing. Now, that to me was the weird. Well, well, cuts out there. Part. It's, 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 it's just unidentified. It's there flying, and it's and it's an object. It's yeah. an object. Yeah, yeah. Right. moving towards you at the. We need to move on. Good job. Anyway, okay. Well, what was interesting about that is he said those six lights in a V formation, which mm -hmm. seems to be pretty common with UFO. It seems to be, un you know, unidentifiable lights in the sky that are usually in some sort of formation, mm -hmm. and. Uh, that seems to be the most common sort of what he was saying. It's literally it's unidentified flying object. We just don't know what it is. We see something in the sky. Yeah. But yeah. The origins of UFO is actually from like I think World War Two, mm -hmm. um, where it was to uh, describe 
a possible enemy aircraft. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this so that was the Phoenix Lights uh that Kurt Russell was talking about there. Mm. Um and this occurred on March 13th, 1997, and it's referred to as a mass UFO sighting. Um I've actually heard of that one before. The Phoenix Lights, you know, rings a bell for me. Yeah. Um so that's yeah, that was mm. an interesting interview. I'm glad that worked for us. Uh the pseudocast. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, he said it was the one of the most viewed UFO uh sightings. He said, what, 22,000 people saw that or was reported? Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. Did anybody see lot. it differently than anyone else? They just saw lights? I'm sure that people claim to have seen this, it differently. This but. here says uh, that someone from a different town stopped his car at a payphone to report the incident. Uh, he was moving towards Los Angeles and called from a phone booth said that he saw a large and bizarre cluster of stars moving slowly in the northern sky. Hmm. Hmm. But this is in Phoenix, which that sort of like desert area I sort of associate with like there being some like clandestine like military uh, operation know, or something yeah. going on. Yeah, like testing out new new aircraft or whatever. I mean, that's mm-hmm. where they, you know, they tested out the first nukes. Uh-huh. Um, and that's... Uh, Roswell. Like, yeah, like Roswell, uh, Area 51. Area 51, yeah. Roswell, thank you. I don't know why I'm having a hard time tonight. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, you're right there. Like, uh, I think that would be the most logical explanation is that the government was doing something or some branch of the government was doing something yeah, right. unbeknownst to even mm-hmm. the rest of the government possibly, you know. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, they're, I don't know, if it was if it was clandestine, then of course they're not just going to go and report what of it course. was. Of course, yeah, know? they're not so, going to say anything. So to this day, it, w- it would definitely make sense that it would stay uh, mm-hmm. unsolved. Well, what's I think what we're going to get at as we keep talking about this is that, you know, we're all pretty aware this year and last year we had a couple declassified documents and video footage of UFOs, supposedly, you know, from the mm-hmm. government. That we've all seen. In fact, um, Maria was talking about it whenever she was on her... Oh, the Tic Tac? <laughs> yeah, she called it mm-hmm. the Tic Tac. Yeah. Um, so, like, we have these things that the government is like, we saw this, we don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. The, there's like, the, stuff. <laughs> right, well, my question was, why did that stuff need to be... De- why was it classified in the first place? Because it didn't look, there's nothing definitive about any of the stuff that they had. No, I, I mean, my personal theory is that, you know, they think, okay, we're seeing, you know, some new, you mm-hmm. know, PSF technology from Russia or something. This sure. is some enemy aircraft or something. And mm-hmm. they don't want them to know that we know about, mm-hmm. you know, what they've got going on. That's the only thing that I can really. Yeah, maybe guess, so. But. I doubt it's a. I don't know. Do you do you think that whenever you come become president, like you, as I will one day, <laughs> like a couple of weeks in, they're like, okay, it's time for you to learn about the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't, didn't not to talk about Trump again on the podcast, but <laughs> didn't he say that he would declassify everything in Area Fifty One when he became president? <laughs> God, <that sounds laughs> he said like so many things. Some wackadoodle <laughs> shit he would have said. Yeah, like I have no idea, but. I can't. Just like that wall he was going to build. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, man. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's... 
you know, we've talked about government conspiracies plenty, and it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite subjects mm-hmm. that we've talked about. So, you know, we don't know. We don't know what they know. We don't have any idea what they, if mm-hmm. they have found some evidence of alien life or if there's unexplained shit that they have found or if it's mm-hmm. all like every sighting, if every abduction is all the government, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's all the government. if it's all just them, um, you know, doing some tests or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, making new technology and testing it out over the desert, you know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, hell kidnapping people and trying to make it look like an abduction, you know, <laughs> um, I still think it's sleep paralysis is the best explanation, yeah. but, but who fucking knows? Like we don't have any idea, you know? I mean, I would, the way that our government has historically done things, I wouldn't be surprised if they ever said, Oh, we've got evidence of aliens or we've got evidence of this or that. It's, mm-hmm. It would be basically to scare the population into voting for like a <laughs> like higher military budget or something like that. Maybe. I don't think that they they don't release information like that. What would be the point for them to do that? I just to get you know, more money into the, yeah. Just I to mean, get, if give themselves more money, I would guess. Yeah, but I mean, if they had actual evidence, like, would yeah. you would you release that to the public? <laughs> I mean, honestly, Actually, if, if, I was in, if I was in power, if I was thinking, I would be like, you know, 8 billion people on the planet, do I want to cause mass panic? But, right, would, yeah. but my question is, would it really cause mass panic? It would stop and make everybody think, but would anybody really stop their day-to-day because it, it of that? It depends on what the nature of the alien yeah, was. Well, that's true. Because, <laughs> and then again, my argument to that is, why do you think the government has all the greatest minds that could explain what these aliens could do? Why don't? Why not put it to the attention of the general public, have people who... Yeah. You know. I mean, have NASA. You know. Yeah, or, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, if the, I mean, if what they learned was like, yeah, we found some bacteria on Mars, nobody would give a shit about that. No, <laughs> yeah, that. Well, that I would give a shit. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean, yeah, um, but yeah. <laughs> that kind of goes into some other stuff that I researched. Uh, there are dark patches on Venus that are believed to possibly be microbial life. Like mm-hmm. light absorbing absorbing microbes mm-hmm. in the clouds of Venus because um, uh, the surface of Venus is way too hot mm-hmm. to uh, be hospitable to life as we know it. And it's like raining acid rain like all the time. Yeah. Um, and that's saying life as we know it, which right. we don't know that much. You know, we're still mm-hmm. like, discovering shit on the bottom of our oceans yeah. that is like, how is this shit even alive? Mm-hmm. How is this living down here at these depths? Like, what is this thing, you know? Yeah. So they're considering the fact that, or the the idea that um, in the clouds of Venus, um, there could be light-absorbing microbial life um, that creates these dark patches. Um, and then they've thought the same thing about some places on Mars. You know, we were talking about possible former bodies of water from billions and billions of years ago mm-hmm. um that it could have been hospitable to certain types of microbial life yeah i mean so, well they have discovered the like moisture on mars like that was a thing last year yeah <laughs> yeah so the idea of sentient life you know like uh other humans or human-like beings is definitely way far off but I I think the idea of microbial life and just other forms of it is you know not too mm-hmm. far right. It's not kooky at all. You know, yeah. it's being yeah. it's being considered by. And it's, it's also, also sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say it's kind of like 
like another question for me is like, what is the catalyst to life? Is water really the catalyst of life? Or yeah, like, like Sydney was saying, moisture. life yeah. as we know it. Yeah, life as we yeah. know it's moisture. Uh, like seems to be centered around that idea, but then again, like maybe there's something else. There's a component that we don't know about. Maybe yeah, possibly. Right. <laughs> yeah, there's just so much that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Which, not to get too like hippy dippy, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but honestly, do you ever like think about what? what is like how do you quantify life like mm-hmm. life is you know i guess the idea is something that lives grows whatever but that's such a strange abstract concept for for anything and it's mm-hmm. that's what we're looking for and there's different you know as far as we know there's different components to even have life to begin with like moisture heat mm-hmm. the right you know temperature but what is life? Okay, I am st- sounding really heavy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. What is life? I get yeah. what you're saying. Like when you th- when you really think about something like that from a different perspective, especially like day to day shit can really mm-hmm. get weird, you know, yeah. in your head. Um, just um, and I think it's 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 good to think about things like that, you know, Definitely. from different perspectives. I mean, that's kind of the whole point of what we're doing here. Um, and yeah because it starts to get kind of weird and you kind of start to feel outside of yourself almost like when your brain goes in these different rabbit holes and directions of like wait what is like this is Mm -hmm. a thing that i see and do or talk about every day and this is just a thing that i do i'm alive but Mm -hmm. the hell does that mean you know like (laughs) yeah so yeah it can definitely get strange and then when you go outside of the solar system that we're in outside of the planet even it starts to get like, well, what the hell mm-hmm. is, like, what is dark matter? Like, what is this thing outside yeah. of our solar system and, you know, other solar systems? Yeah. And, and it's like you can try, if you feel like you can logic your way to some answers when you really can't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's like the, the, the eternal question, what is the meaning of life? Mm-hmm. Which seems, it's such a question that we hear so many times that almost seems like meaningless. Mm-hmm. 42. But whenever you... <laughs> no, <laughs> No, that's the answer to uh, the life, the universe, and everything. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I what I love about that is because the answer was forty-two, and everyone's <laughs> so confused by that, and they're like, "Well, you didn't ask what's the question to the." the <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, oh, I I derailed so, myself. Yeah, no. Sorry. I mean, this is. I don't want to. Because none of us are, <laughs> I mean, with any subject we're talking about, we're never qualified to talk oh, about it. Oh, of course it. not. <laughs> and people but should know that. <laughs> yeah, that's not the point. If you're listening, you know that already. I'm pretty sure we're under the comedy <laughs> genre, right? <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> that's right where we they should They plucked be. us out of science and put us straight into comedy. <laughs> it is something that I I like getting into and talking about with people, but I realize that it's almost laughably well, silly, like my attempts to... You know. I love talking about this kind of stuff, but I always run into the person that just like gets frustrated at these questions. Well, those you know? people are fucking idiots. You know, it's, they it's a bummer. I mean, honestly, I feel like they're idiots. <laughs> like they don't. I, maybe they're not idiots like generally, but there oh, aren't. There are some <clears throat> people who just never really sit down and think. Well, about I think anything. to a lot of people, it's like uh, they just. You know, maybe they've heard it several times. Their mind just says, well, we're, I'm not going to find an answer. So why does this matter to me? Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I get that perspective. But at the same time, like, well, why don't you entertain it? Like, nothing is I wrong with don't critically it. thinking I don't have that perspective. Expanding your goddamn brain. Like, there is nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. God, I hate people like that. <laughs> I do, too. Honestly. <laughs> I don't know. Why does it matter? <laughs> yeah. I'm happy being an idiot. 
Yeah, complacent ignorance. Ignorance, is so yeah. It's entire environment that I grew up in. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and then we've got, you know, I mean, we're talking about just even on our own planet, there's shit that we don't know about. And then we even go into our own solar system, and that's an even bigger mystery. Um, but in terms of, like, going outside of the solar system, um, and this doesn't necessarily have anything to do with alien life or anything, but it was a fascinating thing that happened last year that I vaguely remembered hearing about, but I didn't really know anything about it. Um, the first known interstellar object passed through our solar system. Like, it came from outside of our solar system and passed through it and then went back out. Oh. Hmm. Um, and it was called... Because it was discovered in Hawaii, it was given a Hawaiian name. It was called Oumuamua. Um, and it was this um, cigar-shaped tumbling object. Well, oh, so it wasn't just like a meteor or something? It was an asteroid. Oh. Um, so at initially it was assumed to be a comet. Um, but it didn't leave a trail. So comets are typically made up of ice or a lot of ice at mm. least. So when they pass by a heat source, they leave a trail. Mm -hmm. um this thing didn't leave a trail behind it so it was reclassified as an asteroid because it was believed to be because it didn't leave a trail mostly made up of metals and rock um but it was tumbling it was cigar shaped and it wasn't very big yeah it was like much smaller than one of our smallest planets i think but it was several meters long mm -hmm. um and it uh it just kind of went through like past you know, all of these other planets passed the Earth, and then it passed by the sun. And it was discovered, I think, 40 days after it passed the sun and was mm. on its way out again. Mm -hmm. um, and so, of course, they just took, like, every um, telescope on the planet was focused in on this object because mm -hmm. it was, like, the most fascinating thing to have happened in so long. Mm -hmm. And... It's now thought to be the first interstellar object to have ever passed through, at least. Um, in mankind's existence? Well, I mean. Um, possibly in mankind's existence, <laughs> to our knowledge. At least observable. At least observable. Um, and then they think maybe thousands or millions of years ago, um, they think that something like that may have. They th Well, actually, they think that a star may have passed by pretty closely. Whoa. Um, mm -hmm. roaming, roaming stars a, are a thing yeah they think that a star and a system may have passed by pretty closely and that was if there if there were ancestors on the earth at that point and this would have been millions of years ago so that depends on what you believe mm -hmm. um, then it would have been close enough to have been observable in the sky mm -hmm. so imagine how fucking terrifying that would have been to yeah. <laughs> you know to the the original humans or whatever but um, yeah, so, I don't know, stuff like that's really fascinating, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, because they had no idea where this Oumuamua thing came mm -hmm. from, this cigar-shaped asteroid, and and the more research they did on it, the more bizarre it became, like, it was like, mm -hmm. you know, there was no reason for it to have left its star system, mm -hmm. um, it was just a, a bizarre thing, and of course it was traveling at such a high velocity I mean, a high enough velocity that nothing in our solar system caught it in its orbit. Mm -hmm. So it was traveling fast as hell, you know, mm -hmm. um, fast enough that not even the sun could catch it. So that is um, pretty goddamn fast. So it's a little fast. Yeah. So stuff like that is like I yeah, I kind of went down a rabbit hole on like all these different websites, like talking about this type of thing. 
um, yeah. and all that. I don't know. It was really fascinating. Yeah, it is. Have you guys ran into a lot of uh, young earthers in your life? I grew up as one. You did? <laughs> yeah. I got you. It was just, I, I had a lot of arguments with people growing up about that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh, I thought you also grew up as one. No, my fam, my, my family, maybe the church I went to, they may have. I don't know. I, they were pretty open-minded about it. We didn't really get a lot into that in church, but my dad definitely wasn't. Yeah. Neither was my mom. I grew so. up thinking that the <laughs> earth was 6,000 years old. Yeah, and th- that baffled me whenever I discovered that that was a thing. Yeah, it was, it was, it was weird. I, I mean, I, I don't want to, I know that I've talked about it before, so I don't want to get into it sure, again, but sure. it was, it it was so pervasive and I grew up with, if anybody's familiar with this, you probably know who Ken Ham is and mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about him on the podcast, but he's, this, he's this Australian young earth creationist that, uh, mm-hmm. it pretty much dominates that field and he's the reason that, and he has like an answer for everything. Mm-hmm. And his answers are so fucking dumb. (laughs) (laughs) His main thing is, and I've said this on the podcast before, but like he would tell children, you know, whenever you're in your science class and you hear, you know, somebody say, you know, your science teacher say millions and millions of years ago, this happened. I want you to tell them. Were you there? Oh my gosh! <laughs> whenever you say this happened six thousand years ago, were you there? Yeah, <laughs> like, for I mean, real. it goes both ways. Oh no, no. Whenever <laughs> you say that, he's like, um, "I have the Bible. <laughs> the Bible says this," and which the Bible doesn't say that either. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> no. it does not. Yeah, you could. I mean, you know, there are plenty of different ways to look at it, mm-hmm. and there are plenty of things on this earth that the Bible doesn't go into. Right, Dinosaurs. Sure. Yeah, the Bible doesn't talk about dinosaurs or why God mm-hmm. put them here. You know that's not a thing. Oh, he'll he'll tell you differently though. The behemoth and the leviathan were dinosaurs, which actually I'm, that is those are interesting parts yeah. of the Bible to yeah. me because we don't we still don't know what those are. Yeah, I'm <laughs> curious what the Bible was talking about there. But mm-hmm. whatever, he it's ridiculous, and I'm just gonna get mad if I keep talking <laughs> about this. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm just curious because <laughs> I grew up a lot around that. And no, so. there's so much about there's so much about the I mean about science and religion, mm-hmm. like we were talking about earlier, that does not have to be mutually exclusive. Right. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, I agree. And also, whenever you're talking about not to make this any more religious than it has to be, but when it's in concerns to your salvation, why does it matter in the first place? Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Jinx. <laughs> But, I mean, you know, then there were a lot of scientifically um, correct things in the Bible, like things like the sphere of the earth. So, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, no, it's not flat, you know, um, like and, you know, there were religions like Christianity, you know, were flat earthers back in the day. Mm-hmm. But it was like, just read your Bible. It's talking about how the earth is round, <laughs> like yeah. you know, yeah, I think if the- you're a, if you're religious, go to your Bible and read this. And then, like, you know, looking at things like you know, how he created the earth and what was it? Seven days, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's places in the Bible that say a day to God is a thousand years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I so think there's plenty of things you can look to that are just more logical than just saying the earth is flat or, mm-hmm. you know, the not. Bible, I think also explains like the, uh, the, the currents of the ocean, uh, before it was even really, it does. Yeah. Understood either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is a lot. There's there. a lot of scientific yeah. things, and it's uh, yeah, scientifically accurate stuff. So, 
yeah that that type of shit is just ridiculous that i mean it's back to arrogance basically is mm-hmm. what it boils down to and there's no reason to dwell on it <laughs> yeah um so i recently saw arrival which I mean, sitting we were just talking about this. Sydney, you you and your mom did not like this movie nearly as much as I did. <laughs> we <laughs> we went and saw it in theaters, and it came out probably a year ago, I'd imagine. Um, and you know, we sat and watched it. It's not like we it's not like we got up and left the theater. Sure, but we were just waiting for something to happen, like waiting and waiting. And there was this like spherical like shaped thing in the sky that was floating just above uh, the ground. I remember seeing the previews for this. It it had Jeremy Renner in it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it would like pull them up into it and then they started doing this linguistic stuff which was kind of interesting to like communicate with them. And they were just these kind of like oily black sh- like shapes. They almost look like trees. Like some like they look like they had a They look like giant thing. orange slices in the cover of this. The ship did, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah, that's the ship, and oh. then the aliens looked like uh, these. They didn't really have like a a form to them, um. But yeah, our <laughs> the next movie that we went to see, I don't remember what it was, but she was like, uh, she was talking about being excited to go see it or whatever, and I was like, yeah, it looks like a good one, and she was like, yeah, hopefully it's better than that crap we saw last <laughs> time. <laughs> Because <laughs> we didn't really talk about it. You know that like disappointment after you leave the theater? <laughs> it's just like you're mm-hmm. both kind of like, well, I don't really want to I don't really want to say that it's Yeah, because if they liked it, then, then it's you an sound like uncomfortable. An <laughs> but <laughs> I think we both kind of felt that way, like without saying anything, and I was just like, Yeah, you're right. Pretty terrible. <laughs> but Torrance liked it. So. I, I did like it. Um it reminded me a little bit of did either of you guys watch a District, was it District 8? District District 9. District 9. I did watch District 9. I saw District 9. That was an interesting one because it tackled like some things about social issues. Like it tackled like racism and xenophobia, Mm -hmm. um, but it used aliens as the uh, um, placeholder for like another race or another country, basically. Yeah. Um, and they were bu- like basically put into these ghettos. Yeah. Um, the ghetto. And they were being oppressed, you know, by the system. Mm-hmm. They called them prawns. Yeah. Like so I actually thought District 9 was pretty fascinating, like what they were trying to do with it. There was some mm-hmm. stuff about it that I was like, yeah, whatever. It's kind of like there's some social issues kind of sprinkled in there. For yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was... Yeah, that was kind of the whole thing of it was like they were just using aliens as a, as a placeholder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I th- yeah, I thought it was interesting. Guess what the top grossing grossing alien invasion movie of all time was? E.T. No, <laughs> it's actually really disappointing. Alien? Wait, where are we? Uh, where aliens invade? It can really be anything that has aliens. Uh, Independence I mean, Day. Nope, that's number five. Really? That yeah. is what I would have guessed. That's what I would have guessed too. It's stupid. It's Avengers. It's, it's retarded. That doesn't, that doesn't count. count. Oh, come on. It's, uh, and the other three, no, the other four top ones before Independence Day are all the Transformer movies. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, how sad is that? That's top grossing, <laughs> not critical acclaim. Sure, right, right. but also I would say that their criteria for what is a... Uh, An alien invasion movie? Yeah, I don't think those Well, really number count. six is Man of Steel. So. I mean, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I mean I they mean, are aliens. Yeah. I guess, yeah. 
But Honestly, I'm surprised like Men in Black wasn't higher because you know that, oh, was, yeah. that was the shit. <laughs> I love Men in Black, dude. Men in Black that is one, so good. That one never ages, dude. It never does. No, I will go back and watch that, and it's just. As I've good. seen it a hundred times. Yeah. Same with Independence Day. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in a while, but yeah, Men in Black both is with Will so Smith. good. Oh yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, both of the sequels can eat a dick. Yeah, but unfortunately, um, there's so many. The like, first one is great. There's so many classic <laughs> scenes in that first one that yes. still like stand out in my mind. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, Vincent D'Onofrio's you know turn as the, the <laughs> cockroach alien the, oh, yes. he's his it's so hard to explain how brilliant that performance is like <laughs> just tr- his whole thing was trying to look like an alien that was shoved inside of a human <laughs> yeah. body and he does it he did so it well. well yeah yeah that ugh. that scene though where he's, yeah where he's all lumpy skinned is disgusting Every time. <laughs> or he's like right at the beginning he's yeah. talking to his wife and that lady i can't ever Water. think of her name didn't we just see her in seinfeld i i can't remember but we see her in a lot of things oh, she is yeah. in a lot of stuff she always What's her plays name? the same character i gotta look this up now but he's <laughs> sugar water <laughs> water vincent d'onofrio i think he hasn't won an oscar i don't i don't think but if he hasn't, he he deserves one. He deserves like a lifetime achievement Oscar for mm-hmm. being brilliant. Yeah, I think the last time we talked about him, Torrance, I was saying like he blends in so well to his character. You almost you never know, know. that it's him as the actor. I never do you know? know that it's Vincent. Enough. Yeah, like he's I mean, so good at Wils- as Wilson Fisk and Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, there was another movie that he was in. I think. Yeah, and well, a let full me metal make, jacket. Let me make sure it was him. Why doesn't IMDb do it in order of? The people you see. They do it by top build. They do it by top build. Let's see. Yeah, so he was in a movie called The Cell. Oh, I never saw that. From 2000. It had Jennifer Lopez in it. And he played a serial killer. Um, And it was... I mean, if I saw it now, I might think differently of it. But it really stuck with me when I was younger. It was, like, just visually well done. And, of course, it was Vincent D'Onofrio. Um... And yeah, you just, you never know. Like, I've always been pretty good at picking out when it's Mm -hmm. the same actor. Like, oh, that guy was in blah, blah, blah. Like, even when I was younger, you know. But Mm -hmm. him, I didn't really know who he was up until a couple of years ago. But then, like, you realize, like, you look through his filmography and you're like, oh, my God, he was the cockroach guy. (laughs) He was the serial killer in that movie. He's Wilson Fisk. Like, this guy is a chameleon. Yeah, and he's also a really good follow-on on twitter he's such a sweet kind-hearted person that he responds to almost any fan that tweets at him it's i didn't realize david cross was in men in black yeah he was the morgue attendant i just now made that connection i didn't know david cross until after i'd already seen men in black also um what's his name shoot um the guy that's monk um oh um what's his name i don't remember his name Uh, tony shalhoub yeah, he's also in it. There's a lot of really good. Do you remember Michael Jackson was also in Man Black? He was. <laughs> what? Do you not remember this? No. I think it's the first one. It might be one. It might be two or three. Well, it'd be either one or two. Yeah. I think it's one though. Michael Jackson, because <laughs> they're uh, talking to uh, an alien um, agent on the field, and it's Michael Jackson. Yep. Yep. It's Man in Black too. Oh, okay. Two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because. <laughs> He's a he's an alien pretending to be a human. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so fitting. <laughs> anyway, there's a I do I think uh, Men Black is one of 
as silly as it was, it's one of my favorite representation or ideas of a representation of how uh, aliens fit into the world. Exactly. You know, yeah. They're just living amongst us. The government knows about it. And, yeah. And they wash your brains every time you see them. Yeah. Which that is a, also a, a topic that I would like to talk about at some point is men in black. Just like men in black in general? Yeah. The concept of, yeah. Or I thought you were just talking about brainwashing. I thought that's what you were getting No, at. men in black. <laughs> I mean, because I was... Uh, kind of touched on the men in black before a little bit with like... Uh, um, so we did our video game conspiracy episode mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. I talked about that... That uh, arcade pol- game? Polybius, I think is what yeah, it was called. Polybius. And it was claimed that men in black would be seen gathering information from the mm-hmm. consoles or whatever... Um, and then, of course, in some of our other government-related episodes, the they have come up. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think we could do a whole episode on it because yeah. there's a whole like society of people that believe that this is a real thing. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. really interesting. Um, so Stephen Hawking, I think, famously said, and we talked about this on an earlier episode, that if we did encounter, uh, you know, higher intelligence, a uh, you know, intelligent life form. That mm-hmm. we should not contact whatsoever. We should stay completely away from yeah. them. Yeah, because we don't know what their intentions are. Or that we don't know what their intentions are. And mm-hmm. then uh, he compared it to, he was like, you see how... The Europeans well, yeah, come to America. Exactly, yeah. how well it turned out. Whatever, <laughs> yeah, that because they might have diseases that we've, you know, our bodies would have no we get ability plagued. to... What was that? That was a Tom Cruise movie that was based on an older film. It was the same movie. Oh, really? Um, gosh, uh, was it War of the Worlds? Yeah, it was War oh, of the yeah. Worlds. Oh, yeah. yeah. But at the end of the movie, it was like some like deep-voiced like uh, narrator mm-hmm. that was, he was just like, and the aliens died because they couldn't handle our diseases. Mm-hmm. On this oh, yeah, right. So like it just at the end of the movie, it shows all the tripods just like falling down mm-hmm. and collapsing. <laughs> and it was like they just couldn't handle our world. And so like the humans all come out of hiding. <laughs> yeah. I I love it. Like Mars Attacks kind of had a take on that, but it was our music. That's what they yes. could handle. <laughs> Their heads were exploding. <laughs> yeah. They couldn't handle that old country music <laughs> yeah. in that guy's grandma's truck. <laughs> yeah. It was like, broadcast it on all of the radio stations. <laughs> that, uh, <laughs> The the whole idea that the aliens couldn't like handle our diseases was so I went and I saw that movie with my dad, my cousin, and my grandpa, mm-hmm. and uh, at the end of the movie, I think the movie s- starts off and ends with a, a, like a close up zoom shot on some bird shit. Mm-hmm. So, Tasteful. Uh, yeah, so, uh, the idea was that like there was a disease in the bird shit or whatever, <laughs> and my, my grandpa, as we were leaving the theater was like you know what that white shit is or well, he didn't say it like that. <laughs> he said do you know what that white stuff is and bird shit and we're like no he's like it's bird shit anyway so <laughs> <laughs> that was such a grandpa joke. that was a grandpa joke. <laughs> um oh there was a movie called mission to mars that came out i think also in 2000 um and it had gary sinise um, I think it may have been an ensemble cast, but it's been like 15 or plus years ago mm-hmm. since I saw it. And I was watching it with my mom and sister one afternoon. It was just on TV. And 
they are on Mars and they actually make contact with aliens up there. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why this ends up happening, but they're like sitting in a circle and it's like supposed to, the whole movie is supposed to be serious. You know, Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. not, it wasn't like a Mars attack, like farce kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It was supposed to be very serious. um, And I think very like touching at Mm -hmm. times. And so there was this scene where they were, standing in a circle with some of the aliens like the astronauts were and they ended up holding hands and supposed to be like helping them get out or something like that or like Mm -hmm. creating an energy amongst themselves i'm not sure but Mm -hmm. we're sitting here watching this like super quietly like intently watching it and my sister just goes kumbaya kumbaya And it just fucking ruined the whole movie. (laughs) (laughs) We were done. (laughs) I always felt really bad whenever, because my mom always liked to watch Hallmark movies. (laughs) She started to, I couldn't help but make fun of them. And I always make fun of them right when she started to cry. (laughs) I felt so bad. And then I look over at her and she just looked at me and she goes, shut up. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) I never saw that. Uh, Mar- uh, what mission, mission to, to Mars. Mars? Yeah, I I love Gary Sinise. He, I think he's a great actor. Well, you can see him on CSI New York now. Yeah, hasn't he been doing that for I think, like twenty years. Yeah, now? I think it's another one of those that just, you know, I think actors get older and they're like, here's this job that's gonna last you thirty mm-hmm. years until you're dead. Yeah, all those like you watch them all age and it's so bizarre. It's strange, especially those specifically those like, you know, crime. Per- procedurals like mm-hmm. you know Law svu order, yeah, yeah yeah those well, they just keep it's going. trash tv you know it's it's what you put on and i mean some people are really into it i was into it when it was kind of i don't know how new it was i just remember being in high school and there were some episodes we like, used to watch csi <laughs> miami mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then it just like every like just like with the rest of network television it just got more and more stupid and ridiculous and also graphic mm-hmm. um was CSI that had the Who as their intro? Yeah. <laughs> 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 and he like puts on his sunglasses. Uh huh. It looks like this one. Caruso. Clean up on aisle three. <laughs> <laughs> School's out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, aliens. Yeah. So <laughs> 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 that. I think you were talking about before the, you know, they're being announced. You know, if we learned that there were alien life form, a lot of people just wouldn't care. Mm-hmm. Especially, and we were talking about like the difference between well, if it's just bacteria or, or if you it's know. sentient. Yeah, yeah. If we actually had hard evidence of like, like, say it's like an arrival type situation where mm-hmm. they literally get here and like reach out to us. Mm-hmm. What do you think your guys's? I think w- like worldview <laughs> like. Would I'd you be, guys be okay? Or I'd be nervous. I mean, I think that's... I feel like uh, things... The day-to-day probably wouldn't change a whole lot other than there'd be a lot of questions and a lot of people would feel really nervous. I mean, I would... Like, personally, I love the idea of, like... Especially if they're a benevolent other mm-hmm. race. I think that'd be cool. But them just showing up out of nowhere, like, even if they say that they're benevolent or whatever, I would still be nervous as hell. It just this frightening. Yeah, I don't know if the concept of an arrival um, would actually cause mass panic initially. Yeah, I think, think it would cause think anticipation. A, just yeah, like, I mean, I think there 
maybe a few people who would go crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think me personally, I would just be like, see how this plays out. What am I going to do? Like, am I, I, mm-hmm. I got to go to work tomorrow, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess we'll just see how this goes, you know? Yeah. I feel like, yeah, wouldn't everyone be like, um, I don't want to work like <laughs> this. This is insane. Like we all need to <laughs> process this right now. <laughs> Well, but uh, also, I well, think everyone needs coffee, so I'm. It's <laughs> true. I'm gonna have to go to work, and people are gonna need their coffee after this news. Yeah, and I'm gonna need my beer, so the bar better <laughs> still be open too. I also think that there immediately be like several cults that would start, you know, like worshiping the aliens. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like an Independence Day when they all go up to the roof. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. And then they get vaporized. They get vaporized. A bunch of right idiots. <laughs> yep. Arrival yeah, is one of the the few movies where the, you know, in invading aliens were benevolent, like they were there specifically to be benevolent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. One of the original ideas of that was in uh, the day the Earth stood still. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Back in God, when did that come out? Like fifty eight or something. That was on the top grossing list. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. I watched that years ago, and I really enjoyed it. Um, they redid that too, right? With Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Uh, it was I. I like the first one a lot better, just because you know, like I said earlier, I'm tired of the the big explosions and shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just um, in the original film there was a lot more character development. Um, the alien was he was just a man. Mm-hmm. He was just he was a human, but he was of extraterrestrial um, origins, like uh, so. And he just came down here to be like, hey, you know, there's a bunch of us up there and we don't like what's going on down here. And I thought it was so uh, prescient or whatever word you would want to use for that, mm-hmm. um, for the time especially, because it was the 50s and the atom bomb had just been discovered and used yeah. against certain other. And it was an American made film. And I thought that was even more fascinating mm-hmm. um, that it was talking about just the mass destruction that man has Mm-hmm. And the atrocities that man have committed against one another on this planet. And they were like, you know, we're going to give you a chance and this is your warning. Mm-hmm. If you don't change your ways, then we're going to de- destroy you. We'll be forced to because you can't bring this out to us, you know, because you're becoming this this race of of life or this race of uh, beings that is becoming intelligent enough and scientifically advanced enough to be able to someday soon... Mm-hmm. reach out to us if possible and we don't want you destroying sure. us mm-hmm. so if you don't change shit and if things don't calm down then then we're gonna have to kill you but it was interesting because throughout the movie he just he has this he meets this kid and he stays with this family mm-hmm. and he just has this kid with him and he's talking to this little boy about you know being an alien and shit yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> but it's just like he's leading this kid around and he's like seeing that life is worth saving but then he mm-hmm. sees all of these other horrible things you know mm-hmm. so it was really i love that movie i would watch it again mm-hmm. yeah i would like to watch that as well there was a book that i read when i was i was a kid and i had not seen the day the earth stood still before this but it was the exact same concept but it was a young adult <coughs> uh, sci-fi novel where these aliens are they're they're specifically contacting these young kids and the the whole point is that he's like yeah i'm here to warn you guys like we have this like whole coalition of other you know these interstellar beings like from all these other planets and 
we're about to blow up Earth because we cannot let you guys like get out into yeah <laughs> into space it's because ruin everything. Yeah, for because they're like it, it's like they're like it's mm-hmm. insane to us that you guys keep blowing each other up. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. and you're just now discovering space travel, and we cannot allow that because you guys are going to ruin everything. Yeah, yeah. it was it was inter- It was a really heavy book for yeah. a kid. I don't think they're wrong. <laughs> no, it was a good book. It was <laughs> really interesting. I I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, what's the most ter- scary aliens in your opinion? <laughs> like from pop culture, or yeah. just if scariest aliens from pop culture. You wouldn't want to come down and. Okay, xenomorphs. The xenomorphs. Oh, xenomorphs. I mean, of course, that has to be. Mm-hmm. Those are there. I think those are the most terrifying one-on-one. But I think there's more annihilation type aliens that would be scarier. The xenomorphs, though, the uh, the whole concept of them, they're just bred to be the apex predator mm-hmm. or, yeah. or whatever. Um, but as corny as it is, and as tired as it is now, I'm. I think that the uh, the signs aliens were. The way that they're, they're presented pretty were pretty scary. Like I can, that's the scene where like you see the fingers come up from under the door. You the, know? Yeah, the fingers. Yeah, it does. The camera work on that really was what sold how scary they were. It, mm-hmm. They weren't even. They were just like, you know, bipedal, like humanoid kind of mm-hmm. looking aliens. But the way that the camera work, you know, just like shockingly, it was in frame all of a sudden. Was, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. I always think like the the ones that would be the scariest and also why I feel like AI is also kind of scary is the hive mind a- aspect. I never um, saw AI. Not a movie, like the just like AI as an artificial intelligence oh, uh, in general. Never yeah. mind, I thought you meant the movie. No, no, no. But like Edge of Tomorrow, like those were all like a hive mind alien. Did you ever see that movie? I like that movie. I did too. Yeah. I did too. It had Emily Blunt and Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But wait, what was wait? Which one did they? Because it had two different titles. It was yeah, Edge it was of day tomorrow after tomorrow. No, repeat. not day after. Was it, it was Edge Dynamite? of Tomorrow and Live Die Repeat. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, it had two titles, and yeah. they it, it was originally Live Die Repeat, and then I guess they didn't like it. And then after release, they it is a really switching. dumb title. <laughs> it is a really dumb title, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, I thought those aliens were interesting, like the hive mind concept. It's kind of reminded me of like the flood in Halo, you know? Yeah, Tom. I mean, I. Tom Cruise as a person, I can't stand, but sure. I can't deny that he's he's a good actor. He's a great actor. Yeah, and, and it's been throughout the decades; like he's been consistent. Mm-hmm. Well, what's because like he's you can say yeah he's a great action star, but he can still do comedy too, which I is kind of annoying that yeah. he's good at that. Because <laughs> like him at the in a uh, Tropic Thunder, Tropic was, Thunder, <laughs> yeah, also pretty great. Oh, I mean. You know, I mean, it's just like with any other artist or writer or actor or whatever, uh-huh. you know, most people, if they're not just complete shitty people, everyone has done shitty things. Mm-hmm. And especially when you're in the public eye like that. So, mm-hmm. like, that's why I try not to look too much into actors that I like. Mm-hmm. Because you'll be disappointed just at gonna, some point. <laughs> exactly. I'm just going to like, this is just going to disappoint me. Um, and so... It's like Tom that, Cruise is a good actor. Scientology. Yeah, like Damn let's it. just or <laughs> Mel Gibson, total <laughs> anti-Semite. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, but damn, did he make some good movies? <laughs> and he's he's also a good director. He's a really good director. Yeah. So yeah, that's I just I can't like I mean first of all I don't care anymore. You know <laughs> sure. when I was younger I mean I had nothing else to do but be on YouTube and Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. So I used to look into all that stuff, but mm-hmm. now I've got better things to do, and I would just kind of rather have the mystery of, you know, in more things. Yeah. Now, so. 
I get it. Well, do you guys have anything else before we wrap this up? Mm-hmm. I think I'm good. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Pseudophiles. As always, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, please rate and review us. So don't get a chance. I'm blanking on the rest of my outro <laughs> right now. Um, but uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Bye.